Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser. Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser, and I'm not with Brian Baker, but I'm with our very own Stevie B. Hello. Happy to have you here today, Steve. Thank you. And Steve is here today because we have a special guest, Gina Nicastro. She is joining us. Uh, she's a speech pathologist, your speech pathologist, from Ohio ENT and allergy physician. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So today, uh, the topic we're, we're going over is the importance of voice therapy for people living with Parkinson's. More specifically, I know, Steve, you have gone through a lot of voice uh, speech things. Correct. Um, so you thought it would be perfect for one of our segments. So That's we get right. to ask Gina a lot of questions and we're going to see videos and hopefully we'll get some tips on some exercises that we can do. Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to start us off with that I just um, learned as I was doing some research is that 75% of all people living with Parkinson's will experience changes in their speech um, at some point at as the disease progresses. So with that in mind, when do you, when do people go to see you? Um, so there can be a couple of different changes that can happen um, with speech. Um, it can be speech clarity. So mm -hmm. your um, precision of your speech, your articulation. So people can get slurring of speech, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, or it can be your voice, which the voice might become quieter or monotone and things like that. So um, personally, I think people should come in um, as soon as they start to notice um, problems with mm -hmm. the voice and speech, and we can start exercises right away. So when did you start noticing things? Because I didn't think anything of it with you. It was, I, it took more oxygen for me to talk, it seemed like, you huh. know. And I, I felt that I was losing some of the bass tone in my voice uh, and found out when I came in for a checkup that my vocal cords have, have atrophied quite a bit. And that have was what? the cause of it. What did they were atrophied? Atrophy, yep, <clears throat> weakened. They've, they've lost a little bit of muscle mass, muscle tone, those muscles. And how, like, is it, it, and is it because we're not using it or like? Um, it's... It can be because mm -hmm. muscles, vocal cords are muscles just yeah. like any other muscle. So use it or lose it. Yeah. Um, but it can also be part of the, the Parkinson's. Hmm. So how often do you go? Well, I go, I was there in June, this past June. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, is that when we did the injections? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I was back in October to see what the injections, how long they lasted. Is that mm -hmm. what you do, or is that what the uh, doctor? That is with the doctor. Okay. Um, that's a procedural intervention. Mm. So I think Steve, we began about two or three years ago initially, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and we did a round of voice therapy. Probably we did once weekly to every other week um, in the office. Right. And then daily you had homework to do, voice therapy homework. Right. Um, and so that was probably um, six to eight weeks and you had some really good benefit with that. Right. 
So and you I, notice a difference? A big difference. And, and people around me also notice also. Oh, really? But once I got lazy and I stopped <laughs> doing the exercises, came right back. Like what so you comes have to stay back? On it. Like the it just it's just more difficult to talk and volume levels and and you know bass like, tones. Were you drawing out your words or like? No, it's not a, a matter of how fast you speak or anything like that. But it's it's how much effort that you have to put in in order huh. to get your vocal cords to make that sound. So what are the types of things that you had to do? Or... Well, uh, I do the ah. Uh, O E and I A E I O U. Yeah. And then I do what I call what I call sirens because it goes ah. I do it much louder. How long do you have to do that for? I do reps of six or eight and then all the way through. Hmm. And then see I I do my vocals uh when I'm driving to workouts exercises I wish I was I'm not allowed to do it at home because Judy <laughs> says it scares a cat <laughs> so so I I literally started as soon as I hit Smothers Road uh -huh. and by the time I get to uh, College Street uh -huh. I'm usually on my sirens and then after that I do color commentary on cars that pass me and things like that like you know Corvette and BMW is getting races and I'll say whoa the BMW is coming by and then here comes a soccer mom in a Plymouth <laughs> so I mean it's just stuff like that and then I sing the Star Spangled Banner hmm. because of the the range of pitches mm -hmm. from high to low and I do that in Oz, E's and O's. How are you on a scale from one to ten? Now? Good singer? No are you a good singer? Oh singer? Oh, excellent. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to capture Just that. ask my cat. <laughs> um, so what happened when you went to visit Gina? Like, what did you initially go through? So um, the first visit is typically a um, an assessment, so an evaluation, mm -hmm. where we um, put a telescope in, and I think we have a video to show, mm -hmm. uh, Steve's video of his voice box, um, to look at the vocal cords themselves and see how are they moving, how are they vibrating, um, what do they look like. So there we give, there, there's Steve's voice box, we give numbing medicine um, in the nose and throat, and then we put the telescope in, the white um, bands of muscle that make a V there, those are the vocal folds. And you're going to see Steve making sound here, and the vocal cords are vibrating right there mm -hmm. in the center there of the, the shot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it does. Oh, wow. Why is it going like that? It, that's the vibration. Oh, that's I had the vibration. no idea either that they look like that. That's amazing. Yep. And we did find in Steve's case, the vocal folds are, you know, atrophied. They're a little weaker. Um, it's taking him a lot of effort to get his voice out. Okay. So, but other than that, everything looks very healthy in his throat. So we started voice therapy and he did really well. But then, like he said, I think it was a good two years later, you hadn't been practicing as much and he right. came back and that's when we... Um, went to the procedural intervention with the doctor okay. so but yes the voice therapy um steve was a picture perfect patient so yeah. had he kept up with his exercises would he not have had to have possibly okay. it's hard to say um because parkinson's is a progressive mm -hmm. you know um disease 
you know, it may be that the disease progressed a little bit, or it may be that he wasn't practicing as much. So do you see a lot of Parkinson's patients? We do. Do mm-hmm. you, is there like a certain time frame of like along the progression route of like how many years they've had Parkinson's before they start to see? I think it's um, different for every person. Yeah. 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 Huh. And what are all the different things that people might experience? Like mm-hmm. what would bring them in? So um, like we were talking about the slurring of the speech, quieting of the voice, um, monotone, maybe where they lack a little bit of the inflection. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes too, people can get trouble swallowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd also, we also can look at swallowing um, with the Parkinson's. So any, any of those. So what um, tips or exercises or things could people just do at home? Yes. Or like, because I don't have that as an issue yet i might not but seeing it's 75 percent of people i guess it's bound to happen are there things i should be doing right now that will delay the progression of that kind of like exercise like exactly so like what you're doing with um the gym and everything Mm -hmm. keeping yourself your whole um, self in shape is helping your vocal cords as well. Mm-hmm. Um, part of voice is also your respiratory system. So your lungs, mm-hmm. the breath that we take to yeah. get our voice out. Um, so we, by working out and giving yourself, you know, a cardio pulmonary workout, yeah. you're also helping your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but being young work and still working, having your family using your voice is probably enough for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yelling at my kids a lot, <laughs> that kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yelling at Steve. And I, I can also and Brian. S- I can also say that it takes a lot more air for the ah sound than it does for the o oh sound. Why? Like an ah, maybe I could hold for 15 seconds, but I can hold an o oh for probably 30 seconds consistently. Huh. And it's just, I don't know if it's placement or Could be. Or yep. what. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So what exercises can we do? So um, a lot of the things Steve's kind of um, incorporated into his daily life, I'll tell people to read aloud, mm-hmm. sing aloud. Um, just like in the car, he's um, doing his car common commentary. I'll have people read aloud the road signs or, mm-hmm. you know, sing along with the radio. Um, you can do singing, um, counting, saying the alphabet, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. Um, the more formal exercises are kind of like Steve was saying, like prolonging some, those vowel sounds Mm -hmm. with some, with good energy and good volume. Um, also using those vowel sounds to do a glide and pitch up and down, like the siren Mm -hmm. sound, um, so that it stretches the vocal folds out, it lengthens them and then it shortens them. Mm -hmm. So those are all very good exercises and it gets some odd looks from other drivers on the road <laughs> i bet I, that's got to be yeah. pretty interesting driving next to you that would yeah. be fun it is kind of fun <laughs> yeah. especially in the summertime when people have their windows rolled down yeah that's i even can better. be heard like five cars back <laughs> you know steve's on the road yeah. if somebody comes in and they've they're already um I don't know if it's called, like, consider, I guess, slurring your words or just um, uh, more mumbling or or whatever. Can you treat that with just through exercises Mm -hmm. a lot? So, like, I don't want to say reverse, 
But can you get back a little bit where you used to be? Yep. And certainly if it's more, um, if it's earlier, uh-huh. you know, more mild, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Like is, is it, does it ever get to a point where you almost do so much damage to yourself by not doing things? I mean, I guess we're not doing anything that's damaging, but is there ever like a, there's no return, point of no return um, with your vocal cords? I'm a living example of there is, you know, you can yeah. bring it back. And, and the thing that I think is kind of amazing is because the vocal cords are so thin and they're so small, the whole area is what, size of a dime or something like that, yeah. that it doesn't take a lot of lengthy uh, exercises to get to get it back in shape. I can probably be back in shape within five to seven days uh, after I've taken off for a few weeks. But it's kind of nice to do it every day, make it part of your, your you know, everyday habits, and then I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it has made a big difference. Yeah. That's good. That's great to know. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that I feel, I mean, we talk about it, I, I think, like, when, especially when we're exercising, like, we try and yes. be loud, say, yes. say different, um, you know, using our voices in different tones. But... I think knowing that, because I do see a lot of people that are mumbling, <clears throat> Brian, a little bit. Um, <laughs> are there things that you can do yes. to get yourself back? Yeah, absolutely. So I yeah. think that's a positive. Well, and you hear Melissa say, you know, use your voice in our warm-ups. You know, the hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you'll hear me. I'll be screaming it up high, and then I'll be barking mm-hmm. it down low. Yep. And, you know, I mean, people think maybe I'm just goofing around, but I'm actually yeah. expressing the full range of mm-hmm. my vocal. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. cool. See? Perfect yeah. student there. Perfect You're, patient. You get a gold star. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Tap, pat yourself on the back. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anything else that you guys want to leave the listeners with? Just don't stop if you start. Yeah. And yeah. it's never yeah. too late to start, you know? Yeah. Makes a big difference. Maybe your wife won't say, huh? well thank you gina for coming on i appreciate it steve it was awesome having you here my pleasure we missed brian but you know we'll deal yeah (laughs) well in our last 30 seconds i'll leave you with this just like physical exercise exercising your vocal cords is just as important so if you notice any changes in your behavior when it comes to speech or your voice Remember, you can check with your doctor, see a speech pathologist, and see if there's any exercises that they can do for you. Thanks for tuning in. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.